0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Your radio doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on your radio doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Overcoming great challenges like COVID-19 requires great cooperation. This is Dan Hilferty, CEO of Independence Blue Cross. Most of us never imagined we'd be facing an outbreak of this magnitude. But in the face of this challenge, hospitals, public officials, and business leaders have come together. Through effective cooperation, these leaders are taking steps to keep us safe. Slowing the rate of infection from the virus will help hospitals care for those who need attention most. Remember, stay home, leave only for essential needs. Stay informed from sources like the CDC or Department of Health. Take a break from watching the news. Stay well, exercise, and practice self-care to make sure you're physically and mentally fit. In our great region, we have a tradition of caring for each other and cooperating to get things done. We'll do it again now. For more, visit ibx.com/covid19. Together, we will beat COVID-19. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT WPHT HD WOGL HD3 Philadelphia a Radio.com Station. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie.
1: Good morning and welcome to your radio doctor on this beautiful Sunday. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas celebration and I hope Santa found you. Try to set aside some time to relax during this festive week. A special thank you to our exclusive sponsor, Independent Blue Cross, for their support this year. Several weeks ago, we had a fantastic hour-long interview with Dan Hilferty. Since then, he stepped down as the CEO of Independence, but during the 10 years under his leadership, he made outstanding contributions to the company, to the City of Philadelphia, and to the future of healthcare. He's one of the most influential business leaders in the greater Philadelphia area but I think people will also remember Dan as a genuinely good person, a man of kindness, and a man of service. For those who didn't hear it before, stay tuned and enjoy it now. Mr. Daniel J. Hilferty, President and CEO of Independence Health Group, the parent of Independence Blue Cross, one of the nation's leading health insurers. 10 years have passed since he accepted this leadership role, and during that time, the company has tripled in size with a presence in 27 states and Washington DC, serving over 8 million members and a budget that grew by 75% from 9 billion when he began in 2010 to 16 billion in 2018. But aside from being one of the most influential business leaders in the greater Philadelphia area, I think people will remember Dan Hilferty as a genuinely good person, a man of kindness and a man of service. Joining us today is Dan Hilferty himself to talk about the growth of independence the outstanding contributions he's made to the company and to the city of Philadelphia, along with his vision for the future of healthcare. It gives me great pleasure to welcome my dear friend, Mr. Dan, the man, Hilferty. Welcome Dan. So glad you can join us.
2: Well, Dr. <laughs> Ritchie, Marianne, it's great to yes. be with you. And thank you for that kind introduction. I, am um, I'm really thrilled to have this conversation. We've known each other for uh, far too long to admit, but, uh, uh, you've you've just been a leader in your own right, in the, not only in the medical field, but every endeavor that you that you tackle in in your life. So, I'm looking forward to the discussion.
1: Well, thank you, Dan. But before we talk about your years at the Independence Blue Cross Company, tell us a little about your background.
2: Well, Marianne, I'm I'm the youngest of, of five children. Uh, my father, uh, John Hilferty, was a lawyer. He passed away in 1960 when I was three years old. Um, you're very familiar with uh, my my uncle, uh, Dr. Dan Hilferty, who who was an internist at uh, Fitzgerald Mercy Hospital for for decades, uh, and so he had a large influence on not only me but my uh, four siblings. Uh, my mother. Did an incredible job, in my opinion, as a, as a single mom raising us. Uh, we moved to Ocean City, New Jersey, where I was, uh, went through most of grade school and, and high school, uh, St. Augustine Prep in Richmond, New Jersey, then came back to Philadelphia to go to St. Joseph's. Uh, served a year and plus in the Jesuit Volunteer Corps in Portland, Oregon, and then went to graduate school at the American University where I studied uh, government and public affairs. And really have had a, uh, series of professional and personal experience that revolve around supporting efforts to improve communities and realize that I wanted to be in an industry that uh, they're really focused on um, serving communities, uh, public policy and politics, and where I had a chance to lead and healthcare just jumped out as the perfect place to go. But more importantly, I've been mar- married to my wife, Joan, uh, for 36 plus years. We have uh, five children and um, three grandchildren, and uh, we spend uh, a lot of time with them, although the pandemic has made us change the way we interact, as it has all of us. Um, so that kind of sums me up um, in in, this, in a few short minutes.
1: Well, so many blessings, but it's still a lot of hard work. You're a born leader, Dan, and uh, if I may say so, very charismatic, and that's what people are drawn to about you. So many life experiences have shaped your approach to business, in one respect, but healthcare in particular. Tell us about that.
2: Well, Marian, it's it's so interesting, and 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 really, you and I got to know each other at, at St. Joseph's Uni- University. Mm-hmm. And I remember a uh, Jesuit by the name of Father Ed Brady, who who ran the Faith and Justice Center at, at St. Joseph's, and really um, opened my eyes up to uh the potential of having an impact now he served in places like india and other remote places around the world uh but he brought it home for me to the communities that were near us in at, at st joseph's and it just it just really shaped me in a way that i realized um we're not alone on this journey that uh there are others that are that are either less fortunate or have have barriers, which we now think of in, in healthcare terms, the the barriers that folks face, and, and I just always thought that I wanted to be uh, part of the part of those communities' efforts to to advance themselves, be it economically, educationally, or just breaking down the the traditional um, uh, barriers between different peoples, diverse peoples, and and so it really started at St. Joseph's, and then having the time. As uh, uh, I ran uh, the uh, St. Andrew Community Center in the heart of uh, the ghetto of Portland, Oregon. Uh, very interesting. The uh, diverse community it was African American, American Indian, Hispanic, uh, Caucasian. Um, significant homelessness because of the, the moderate weather. Uh, and, and it was like a melding pot there of, of these different cultures, these different, uh, issues that the community faced. And, uh, for me, it was just, uh, uh, being on the front line of, of community service. And, and it's, it's, it's been part of my uh, DNA so to speak since, and, and every, uh, uh, whether it was pursuing a graduate degree in government and, and public affairs, or uh, pursuing various jobs, mainly in the healthcare space, but also in higher education, and I did work for a period of time in government uh, for for Governor Bob Casey uh, back in the uh, late 80s. Um, so, so it, all those things mm-hmm. have shaped kind of who i am
1: well we look back dan and as you say we met at saint joseph's college back when it was a college and you were a great student a basketball star i think i have to be your stage mother here and brag about you a little bit um (laughs) and that's cool in any school but in philadelphia big five hoops that's the finest in the nation but in your wildest dreams did you ever think you'd be responsible for millions of people and during a pandemic your tenure uh 10-year tenure was <laughs> sandwiched between the recession of 2008 and your final year includes COVID. What life situation prepared you to deal with that combination of conditions?
2: Well, it's it's really interesting, Mary, and I, I think it, we can sum it up in, in a minute or so that, that really what it comes down to for me, I have a certain, we each have a certain set of gifts and a certain set of uh, limitations. Uh, I, have, I feel very confident that I have a clear understanding of my not only my strengths, but of of my limitations. And by uh, addressing any significant issue, it's important that you surround yourself with individuals who have strengths in areas where you maybe do not have strengths. And so creating this team, and it goes back to by the way, I was not a great basketball player at St. Joe's. I mean, let's make sure we're clear about that. But, uh, I cheered for you. Oh, oh thank you. But, <laughs> the, uh, but the, 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 by building a strong team, it gave me a level of confidence that we together could solve any issue, work through any challenge, and be successful at doing so. So that shaped me. It's, you're not alone if you have others that support you in these, in these important endeavors.
1: And the mantra that we learned as St. Joe's students is to be a man or woman with and for others has stayed with you. And that shows, Dan, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Mary Ann Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. And we're back with Dan Hilferty from Independence Blue Cross. Dan, some big changes have happened during this decade that you've been the CEO, both in healthcare and in programs at Independence. Share a little bit about that with us, if you would.
2: Well, I, I think, Marianne, you're right that when we when I look back at my ten years, it was uh, December 9th of twenty ten, mm-hmm. the, the date that I assumed the the role as president and CEO here, and and it will be. Uh, december tenth or excuse me December no it was december tenth i started december ninth twenty twenty where i where i move on and i I have to say it has been the most uh Challenging years in many respects. You, you referenced earlier the, uh, the financial challenges of 2008 and recovery. But you look at that 10 year period of, of time from a healthcare perspective, the most radical changes in our healthcare system, I believe for the better. However, we're on a, a journey. So the beauty for me was uh, in this 10 year period, being part of uh, succeeding a, a, an incredible leader in Joe Frick and really building off the foundation that he had put in place here and enabling us to overcome the challenges of 2008 and then positioning us to be national leaders in working with the then Biden administration, uh, or there's a Freudian slip, the Obama administration in in terms of implementing the affordable care act um, and the challenges associated with that. And now as I wind down, uh, you do have the Biden administration and uh, a challenge of the Affordable Care Act in the Supreme Court and whether or not uh, the president, with the support of the private sector and Congress, will be able to broaden the, the Affordable Care Act, make it even more effective. Oh, and by the way, heap on top of that the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic and the challenges that that's created for all of us particularly those of us in the in the healthcare space. And um, at some point, I'd like to talk about, out of these challenges, some of the, the neat opportunities that, that we see, and I'm excited about not only our company, but the industry as a whole, addressing for the people we serve. But, but it's, been, it's been just an incredible ride. I've had the opportunity to sit with uh, uh, three presidents uh, to discuss, in the White House, to discuss the uh, uh, health care and healthcare reform. Uh, I've had the opportunity to chair uh, independence, as you know, as part of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. I've had the opportunity to chair uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. And closer to home in these uh, in these difficult times, I've had the opportunity to chair the, the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce over the past two years. So uh, those 10 years have been um, wrought with uh, challenges, but also uh, been exciting times of, of great change and innovative uh, innovate opportunities to innovate in the healthcare space and the community as a
1: whole. The last 10 years have been remarkable. I know I've worked in Philadelphia for 17 years at Temple and Jefferson and during that time I have seen independence become a pillar in the structure of the city you're a partner in every major project and our listeners should know, many do that you played a large role in bringing Pope Francis and the World Meeting of Families to Philadelphia in 2015 the Democrats had their convention in 2016 and as you say in your spare time you were the chair of the Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce it's pretty remarkable and I think too the other trends that are happening in medicine, the emphasis on preventive care and lowering the cost for drugs, and as you say, community collaboration—all combined—are really uh, changing medicine exponentially. So, this December, you'll be stepping down as CEO of Independence. What are some of the achievements you're most proud of?
2: Oh, Marianne, I, thank you for asking that question. I, I I'd have to put them in uh, a handful of buckets. First and foremost, that that I just had the opportunity to lead this incredible organization. And um, from the board on down, uh, our, our chairman, Charlie Pizzi, uh, uh and prior to him, Walter Delessio, really uh, challenged us as a management team to be a force in the community. Um, we not only believe it's the right thing to do, we believe it's good business. And it, it, it helps us engage our members in a way that they understand uh, how important Independence is to the community, and that we are there for them uh, for whatever healthcare need they may have. So, being able to lead this great company, work with an incredible team of of executives on down through the organization. I mean, you just uh, recently uh, or or will be mentioning uh, Deanne Riley Giddens, who who works for uh, Independence, and she's amazing. In 2019, she donated almost 315 hours of volunteer services through our blue crew that works in the community. It's kind of, it's the very fabric of who we are as an organization. Hundreds of our associates are out there volunteering on their own time to improve the community. So that would be number one. I would say uh number two, the, the the opportunity to uh be part of the effort to bring uh Pope Francis here to Philadelphia. And and by the way, again, a team approach. I mean, uh, a guy by the name of Bob Sherufoli who the Archbishop uh tabbed sure. to run it, uh Donna Donna Krilly Farrell who who just did an amazing job of really leading us all to to work closely with the with the uh Vatican and uh and bring uh uh, bring the Pope here. Uh, uh, I can name several use me um, uh, Joe Neubauer, just an incredible influence. Um, Brian Roberts, David Cohen, uh, Rhonda Cohen, uh, my wife, Joan and, and uh, uh, others, uh, Susie Mita. We all, we all came together to support this effort. And, and it was a monumental task and Philadelphia pulled it off and Philadelphia did it in a way that, that really, uh, Showed the world that we were uh, we were becoming an international city, and I truly believe pre pandemic we were well on the way to. In the 17 years you mentioned, you've been here. Just think of the change in the land, the the skyscape, the change in the dining opportunities, the change in the cultural activities. It's just been incredible. So the the pope would be second. I would say third would be having the opportunity to serve as as chair of the uh, Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce. It, it really, for me, was a, a pinnacle opportunity in, in, in my career at independence, and enabled me to further uh, the work of independence with the business community, with the civic community, and, and making sure that we reached out. Our motto was that we wanted to lift the entire city every single neighborhood included an inclusive growth agenda. So I'm really proud of that. And then the DNC, you know, I, I, as a, as a, a moderate Republican um, the one thing you learn when it's about the economic uh, uh, when it, when it's about the, the economy of a region, the opportunity of a region to shine uh, political uh, labels go out the door and real hardworking people. Again, you know Ed Rendell and Governor Governor Rendell and uh, David Cohen and many others pulled together to to make that Democratic National Convention one of the best conventions in the history of conventions. In fact, it was the first Democratic convention in several to actually end it with a surplus. And so, um, I would be I would say that I'm I'm very very proud of that. But really, what it what it gets down to, it gets back to what we were talking about earlier in our discussion that. Um, independence is, has always prided itself on the work we do in, right in the communities we serve. Uh, we, we developed a, an initiative in North Philadelphia with Project Home to work on, uh, the crisis of, of folks having to live on the streets. Uh, we've worked aggressively with Mercy Hospital and, and Penn Medicine and others in West Philadelphia to establish a behavioral health hub for the residents of West Philadelphia. Uh, we're working closely in other parts of the city with civic and community organizations to improve access to high quality healthcare down barriers for, for all, for all folks who live in the Philadelphia region. And, and, uh, I would say that, that they are the things that really, when I lay my head on the pillow at, uh, 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 on December 9th, after our board meeting, uh, I will, uh, I will reflect on on those opportunities that I've had to be part of a team that made significant change, positive you, change.
1: You'll rest peacefully, and we could spend an entire hour on some of the specifics that I jotted down. the The Independence Blue Cross Foundation this year it was the second annual. Um, uh, a BPHL Innovation Fest, where you bring people from around the country and the world. And, you know, we keep looking for lessons, not silver lining, but lessons from COVID. By changing the whole festival to Zoom, you were able to bring people from around the world more easily. And people brought ideas about healthcare and technology and the arts. Mind PHL together, mindful together. The city of Philadelphia, working with them. You were trying to reduce the stigma associated with the um, the need for uh, mental health support, especially during COVID when everyone is worried for different reasons. Special programs for the elderly, opioid addiction. And I think you've uh, made it a special point to care, especially for your employees, too. A great role model for other companies. I know I've spoken at the Women for Independence lecture series. You have healthy recipes on your website, uh, your program for walking at lunch. It just goes on and on. Let's take a little break, Dan, and we'll be right back.
0: Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed on radio.com. Listen to the show at your convenience. Go to radio.com and in the search bar, type in Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand.
1: Bells ring, snow is glistening. So be sure that you're listening. The women do watch your radio doc on WPHT. Oh yeah, twelve ten PHT. Happy holidays from Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Ho ho ho. back with Dan Hilferty from Independence Blue Cross. Dan there's so many good things to share before we go on to talk about COVID the obvious let's continue talking a little bit about um, the center which you began the Independent Center for Innovation and talk a little bit more about the BPHL Innovation Fest that's incredible.
2: Well, Marianne, I, I thank you for bringing that up. I think it's real important. When you think of all the incredible resources, just think of, of Jefferson Health System, Penn Medicine, um, uh, all the areas where we're focused on scene and, uh, gene and cell therapy. Think of all the opportunities along Market Street to to really attract innovative companies, young, growing companies, right here to Philadelphia, and I think the BPHL event, first in person last year and then uh, done virtually this past year, we had uh, people from all over the world participating Mm -hmm. in in the BPHL program. And it's not just about, hey, let's have a fun conversation about innovation, be it in the healthcare space or other arenas. It's about, no, come to Philadelphia, set your business up here, be part of our community. And so I'm so proud of, of, what we, we were able to do uh, with the BPHL event and really applaud the city, applaud our team here at Independence, applaud the team at Comcast and many other organizations that, that really made it possible.
1: Well, when you when you create a think tank like that, it inspires other people and it stirs other people's um, creative juices. It's uh, like I've said, it's a real think tank. So tell us, let's talk yeah. about Covid a little bit. We could spend an entire show just on Covid. But first, let's everyone take our hats off to your public service campaign. Your calming voice reminds people, to wear a mask, wash hands, keep a safe distance and that we're all working as you've said so many times already together. People feel more comfort in realizing that they're not alone, we're all mortal, we're all at risk and we're going to care about each other. And Dr. Rich Snyder by the way also did a great ad. How would uh, you say COVID has most affected the company and and I guess in healthcare overall?
2: Well, first and foremost, thanks for your comment on the uh, comments on the ad. The ad campaign and the commercials uh, for, for us, we felt this was a unique opportunity that we needed to step up and lead. And, and the feedback, uh, you're right, Dr. Rich Snyder, uh, Lorraine, uh, Reverend Lorraine Marshall Blake, uh, my commercials have received tremendous positive feedback from the community. Just what we wanted to say is stay calm. We'll see our way through this. Mm-hmm. The healthcare system is here to help. Um, but, but there are certain things that we, ha- we have to take responsibility for, and whether it's wearing a mask or socially distancing or being smart about uh, congregating with large groups, we just wanted to continue to send that message. So, so thank you for that. But I, when we look at COVID and we talk about it a lot as, as a senior management team and as a company as a whole, we, we look at it this way, that, um, one, The day in March where we made a a decision that everybody would work remotely, Mm -hmm. that wasn't something that we just came upon. For the past several years, uh, we've been experimenting, sending portions of the the, uh, customer service or the provider services uh, areas of the company home to do trial runs. We have people who work remotely consistently. So when we had to flip that switch, we were pretty confident, that we would be able to uh, not miss a beat for the most part. And we were pleasantly surprised and continue to be pleasantly surprised that our our workforce, our associates, are are as dedicated, are as diligent, and are as effectively serving our customers. Hey, we're not perfect, no company is perfect, but we're really pleased that during this time of pandemic, uh, we have not missed a beat for the most part in terms of serving. Our, our members at working with individual clinicians like yourself, and also working with the amazing uh, health systems that we have in the region. So that was a learning there that we we if it was a pandemic or uh, a storm or whatever it might be, that we will be able to to meet the needs of our customers. Second thing is we we talked about the the new uh, the the temporary new normal. And the temporary new normal we're, we're all experiencing, where we're, we're living virtually, uh, we're having discussions virtually, I should say. We're not coming into our offices. And we thought, okay, how do we, A, support these, these incredible hospitals and health systems that are bearing the brunt of, of COVID-19 and the number of people that need intensive care in, in the inpatient setting? Um, how do we assist them? in meeting the needs of their customers. First and foremost is telemedicine. Um, We all thought that telemedicine has great promise. We now firmly believe that telemedicine has a firm place in what will become the permanent new normal post-pandemic. One, we had to come up with a compensation structure that makes it worthwhile for uh, clinicians, uh, for health systems to engage in in telemedicine. We're, We're on the path to do that. To working with uh, uh, physicians and systems again, uh, understanding what's appropriate for a virtual visit and and when is there the need? I mean, you you've told me in the past, Marianne, that you need many times to see your patient and and by looking in their eyes, having a conversation or a, a appropriate touch, getting a sense of what's going on in their body. So. Finding that balance has, has been something that we continue to work on. I would say this, the thing for me individually and us as a company is we realize the import, more than ever the importance of having an, um, a well-financed, a comprehensive uh, response to those in, uh, in, in mental crisis or uh, suffering from behavioral health issues, uh, drug and alcohol, substance abuse disorder. Sure. So we need it in this virtual environment to make sure that they get connected to the professional they need it to be connected to. And so the things that you talked about our foundation doing in the past in terms of breaking down the stigma of reaching out for help if you're, if you're suffering from an addiction or other behavioral health issues um, – doing warm handoffs for, for folks who are in crisis to make sure they get to the right level of care. We firmly believe that uh, part of our mission going forward, and Dr. Rich Snyder and my successor, Greg Devins, who will be an amazing CEO, are committed to bu- building a comprehensive behavioral health offering that truly integrates the behavioral side of medicine with the physical side of medicine, and frankly, helps primary care physicians become the first point of contact for an individual who might think they have a physical ailment or comorbidity, but in reality, it is caused in large part by a behavioral health issue. And, and really, uh, people talk about parity. We talk about integration of, of physical and behavioral in a more uh, holistic and robust way.
1: Oh, we're taught to look at the whole person, cura personalis, as we say, and um, yeah. in the Jesuit institutions. Well, and I think it's important for patients, especially as you mentioned, those in crisis, to feel connected, but to stay connected, to know that we're there and we can see each other and look in each other's eyes. Dan, two questions in these final few minutes. I've been to uh, Independence on several occasions, from meetings, to give a lecture, and people just smile when I say your name. I'm here to see Mr. Helferty, and you are obviously a man of the people. And I'm going to guess that when you share the elevator that you say good morning to everyone and ask how they're doing. (laughs) So when you look back, especially over these 10 years, two questions, what do you want people to remember about you and in your leadership and your career at IBX? And what would be something special about Philadelphia? I know how much you love Philadelphia. What would be something you'd share about Philadelphia to someone who's never been here?
2: Well, first, Marianne, I, I'm glad you referenced the the elevators at Independence. One, we have sought over the last ten years to create a uh, create a campus feeling right here in Philadelphia. Well, with so many associates, I decided that the elevator was going to be the place that I engage people. Now, on a Monday hmm. morning, they, they're not real happy to hear me say good yeah. morning. How you doing? What, what type of coffee do you have? But it's been it's been rewarding for me, and I think for many of our associates. I would say when they think about what I would hope when I think about Dan Hillferty that I was a uh, uh, an honest yet flawed leader who who had a vision for improving not only the lives of all of our associates but improving the health care that's delivered throughout our our community and beyond and and if that's how people remember me, I hope they smile and and say that you know what he was just a regular guy and, and I've always tried to to uh, to not just portray that, but to be that, so I would say that. And about Philadelphia, um, I, I would just, as we move, and we will move post-pandemic to become a true international city, I would just say that come to Philadelphia, our strength is in our neighborhoods, our strength is in our ability to understand people from different backgrounds, from different races, to break down some of the barriers to to helping us work together inclusively. And I would say, come to Philadelphia. You may have heard different things about us, but it's a place that truly is about bringing that neighborhood community spirit to everyone we encounter.
1: And the city of brotherly and sisterly love, I think you've said it very well. Exactly. Well Well done. Exactly. Let's take a little break, Dan, and we'll be right back. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. Dr. Marianne will return, but first, a medical message from one of our partners.
2: Hi, I'm Joe Krause. May you enjoy the spirit of this holiday season and may 2021 bring you a year
0: of hope and peace. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy new year. Happy Holidays from Jacob Media Partners.
1: And in our last segment with... So happy to have Dan Hilferty from Independence. Dan, I know you love Philadelphia. What does the future hold for Dan Hilferty?
2: Oh, Marianne, that's that's a great question. I, I would say that, um, you know, for 24 years, I've, I've had the unique opportunity and pleasure to serve as CEO of first Emerald uh, Caritas and now Independence Blue Cross. Uh, Joan and I, we've been married for 36 plus years. Uh, we we're looking forward to taking three or four months just to decompress, uh, get as healthy both uh, physically, uh, spiritually, as emotionally as we can, enjoy each other's company, and then I, I I'm looking forward to reimagining how I can uh, positively impact the, the the communities that I've always been a part of, and Jenna have always uh, and our children have always been uh, uh, very much part of as well and so um i'm not sure what it means but but i do i do have interest as you've heard in in mental and behavioral health and ensuring that people have access and we break down the stigma around getting behavioral health care uh too i have very uh, a strong interest in, in in the whole political uh all things political and and i'd like to be part of in some uh, small way uh Ensuring that we begin to have dialogue between uh, a divided community, a divided nation, and and do that to to really build bridges, repair wounds, uh, and and build a brighter future. So I don't know what that means. And then I'm also interested in some entrepreneurial things. So um, just looking forward to some downtime, spending time with our, our children and our grandchildren, and then. Um, coming back after three or four months of rest and and seeing where it takes us.
1: And with your IQ and your EQ and your experience, Dan, the world is opened and, and ready and hoping that you'll continue to share your talents and your humility, because I think if people haven't learned from COVID to be humble, no one has the answer. Even next week, we don't know what COVID, what path it will take. And I think as you keep reiterating together, is a much better formula than trying to be the one guy in this corner or the one gal in that corner with the answer. I have to share a quick story that emphasizes, as we have said earlier, that Philadelphia is a big, small town. As you mentioned, your uncle Dan Hilferty was a brilliant physician. He and I both went to St. Joe's, as did you, and then we went to Jefferson and we knew each other from alumni events. And when I graduated from medical school, he gave me my doctor bag with my initials on it, and I cherish it to this day. Last year, as you remember, our daughter graduated yep. from medical school. I gave her my doctor bag and had her monogram put under mine, and I told her it was from a man named Dr. Dan Hilferty. She looked at me and said, Mom, our graduation speaker is Mr. Hilferty, Dan Hilferty. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Now, you. Your Uncle Dan and I are all St. Joe Hawks. And when Vicki Gordon went on stage for her diploma, she held up her three-month-old baby oh. in the air, and he waved his little arms like a St. Joe Hawk. Why? Because he's <laughs> Thomas Joseph, and he was born on the Feast of St. Joseph. And that's a wrap. How cool is that? Wow. Go Hawks. Hawk will never Man, die. <laughs>
2: that is cool. Go Hawks. Thank you. Well, thank you that so was much. Awesome, for,
1: that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for being really here cool. today, Dan. Stay well, and I hope to see you soon. Thanks, Congratulations. Ma'am. You too,
2: and thank you, you too, for all that you do. Take care. Now,
0: your Real Champion, presented by the Rothman Orthopedic Institute. I know you've got the heart of the champion.
1: And now for Your Real Champion, Ryan Mannion, the Gold Star Sister. We often hear a moving story about a hero, but have you ever heard about an entire family of heroes? Travis Mannion, a local student, attended LaSalle College High School where he lettered in three sports and received the award for unselfish dedication and leadership from the Philadelphia Wrestling Association. At the US Naval Academy, he won more awards as a top national wrestler and was recognized again for leadership and dedication. He graduated in 2004 and was deployed to Iraq in 2005. He returned safely but went back to Iraq in December of 06. On April 29, 2007, his patrol was ambushed, and while pulling 200 Marines to safety, he lost his life to sniper fire. He was awarded the Silver Star and the Bronze Star with valor, soon after his mother Janet formed the Travis Manion Foundation. Travis' roommate at the Naval Academy, Brendan Looney, became his best friend and dedicated his own training as a Navy SEAL in Travis' honor. Three years later, Brendan died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. Brendan's wife, Amy, requested that the two friends be buried side by side at Arlington National Cemetery. Initially, Travis' mother had him buried close to home, but to honor their memory, she brought her son Travis to Arlington and laid him to rest next to Brendan. Travis' father, Tom, retired Marine Corps colonel, found the courage to pay tribute with a eulogy at the Arlington ceremony. He called them warriors for freedom and brothers forever. The goal of the foundation is to honor the fallen by challenging the living. Though he was 15 months younger, Ryan always thought of Travis as her big brother, strong and caring. And when she speaks, it's from her soul. The foundation aims to empower veterans and families of the fallen to develop character in future generations and the community at large. Over 2,000 veterans educate students from middle school through college in the Character Does Matter program, More than half a million young people have learned about America's heroes and the heroes they can become. The foundation supports the mental health and well-being of vets, especially as they transition back to civilian life and feel part of a community. They give grants to families of fallen service members and hundreds of service projects, including food banks. Shortly after Travis and Brendan were lost, another young Marine named Robert Kelly died as he stepped on a landmine in Afghanistan. His father, Four-star General John Kelly, the highest-ranking officer to ever lose a child to war. He served as White House Chief of Staff under President Trump and spoke publicly about the pain of his loss. Ryan and the two wives, Amy Looney and Heather Kelly, wrote a book, The Knock at the Door, Three Gold Star Families Bonded by Grief and Purpose. The three women share their stories so others can find resilience in times of challenge, be it loss of a loved one, a marriage, a job. Janet Mannion began the foundation in 2008, but lost her own battle to cancer in 2012. Ryan now serves as president of the foundation. She loved her brother, and she loves her country. Inspired by all the young men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, she wants the 99% of the population who don't serve to hear and understand the sacrifices of those who do serve. Just last week, Ryan was on the Evening News. With COVID, a decision was made to cancel the annual Wreaths Across America. Since 1992, a Christmas wreath is placed on all 14,000 graves in Arlington, and Ryan, Gold Star families, and members of Congress went to the Secretary of the Army. Ryan said, The easy thing would have been to accept the decision, but the men and women who sacrificed never took the easy way out. So let's make this work. And when President Trump heard the news, he reversed the decision. Two of those wreaths marked the graves of Travis and his mother Janet, who was laid to rest only a few steps away from her son. Just before leaving for his fatal tour in Iraq, Travis was asked why he wanted to serve, and he said, If not me, then who? Last week, I spoke to Ryan on the phone. As I listened to the story of Travis and her family, the tears flowed down my face. It felt good to be an American. We salute you, Travis, Tom and Janet, and Ryan Mannion, your real champions. Get involved or donate, travismannion.org. That's M-A-N-I-O-N, travismannion.org. Thanks for listening today. I hope you all had a wonderful Hanukkah and Christmas. This is a great week to slow down and enjoy your family if you're lucky enough to have this time together. A very special thank you to our guest, Mr. Dan Helferty, who just stepped down as president and CEO of Independence Blue Cross, our exclusive partner. And we're very excited to partner with Rothman Orthopedic Institute, who sponsors our weekly segment of Your Real Champion. Look for my article in Philly Voice this week to hear some tips about safe eating and drinking through the end of the holidays, especially as we're ready for New Year's Eve. Listen to all our podcasts from this year on YourRadioDoctor.net and know that you have my very best wishes and prayers for a happy, healthy, peaceful new year. And always remember that your health is your wealth.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, a Jacob Media Production.